Hello. Today is April 12th. Welcome to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Happy Easter, by the way. Today we're going to be discussing, once again, the coronavirus, democratic response, and states' rights. I don't know if you guys saw the news, but President Trump has now declared a major disaster in all 50 states. Yesterday, he declared a major disaster in Wyoming, which was the last of the 50 states. This is the first time it's ever been done in the history of the country where there's been a disaster in all 50 states. Currently, we're sitting at about 20,000 deaths from the coronavirus and about 400,000 people infected. We seem to be finding more and more people infected every day, but I think that goes to the fact that we are testing more and more people now and more tests are readily available. Now, there's some consequences, of course, to the coronavirus and to the social distancing and to the government telling you to stay in your home and and not do things. We're seeing a lot of new arguments come up about states' rights versus federal rights, federalism. You know, states' rights basically give individual states the right to pass and enforce laws and operate independently of and with minimal interference by the federal government. This basically means that each state has the right and the power to operate independently from the government as long as there is no violation of the U.S. Constitution. So we're seeing several states right now continuing to buck the federal trend of locking down your state. Um, Nebraska, where I live, is one of those states. Um, The governor of South Dakota has been very vocal in the fact that she will not lock down her state as well. I mean, I think South Dakota just recently canceled school maybe seven days ago. So they were kind of the last to respond. But this is bringing up a lot of questions, a lot of angst, a lot of worry about the fact that the federal government is pretty much dictating what states can and can't do at this point. I understand we have a health crisis going on, we have a pandemic going on, but let's look at, I hate to say the flu again, but you know, the flu kills... 25,000 people every year and we don't isolate we don't tell states that they can't do the things that they want to do we don't tell citizens to stay locked up so a lot of people are kind of questioning what is currently going on why is this happening why are we infringing on states why are we making all the major disaster declaration in all 50 states I think on this coronavirus You can't win or you can't lose. No matter what we try and do, there's always going to be somebody on the opposite side. You know, do I think the stay-at-home orders are are good? To some extent. You know, my concern is last week we had 16.8 million people applied for unemployment now so far. We're looking at about a 15% unemployment for April, which would be the highest it's ever been in this country. I think these stay-at-home orders are hurting the economy. Businesses are going out of business, restaurants, service industry, you know, major retailers are laying people off, major hotel chains are laying people off left and right. I have a friend who works for Hilton and he was laid off. So this is affecting people. I know we've passed some benefits to increase unemployment, to give people a little bit more money, to make it more readily available. What does that do to the economy as a whole? Once we come out of this, we're going to have to seriously jumpstart the economy. 
the influx of cash is going to help a little bit, but we need more. We need more of an influx. And as we saw on Thursday, the Democrats decided to block an additional $250 billion for small businesses. So we were looking at, you know, injecting another $250 billion for small businesses so they could stay afloat. But the Democrats decided they didn't want to pass that, claiming they wanted uh, some add-ons to help businesses in disadvantaged communities, which the small business would have, would have aided anyway. All they have to do is apply for it. And they wanted to add an additional $250 billion for other priorities. Now, of course, these other priorities weren't listed, but we've seen what their priorities are. $25 million to the Kennedy Arts Center. Emission standards for planes. Corporate board diversity. All these things that are directly related to the coronavirus, right? Wrong. It's just amazing how we continue to politicize this. How the left and the right continue to fight over this. How the media is portraying this. CNN was caught this week changing the headline on their online news where they said that the Democrats blocked the $250 billion for small businesses. And about 20 minutes later, the headline was changed to Republicans and Democrats can't agree on differing proposals. So once again, we're seeing the truth really isn't being reported. And the fact that news continues to spin this as a scare tale is continuing to keep people hoarding, to keep people locked up at home. Last week, the man who was the creator of Obamacare made a pretty bold statement saying that for the next 18 months we shouldn't allow any church services or concerts or large groups and keep restaurants closed. So what exactly is the end game then for the Democrats on this? To completely shut down the economy so that Trump won't be electable? I mean, the American public is seeing through this. When we need people to be there for us, they're not there. Nancy Pelosi said that the House of Representatives would not be back. She's not sure when they would be back. And she told President Trump to really not do anything in their absence. So, should they not be paid? Should they all be furloughed? Should they be laid off? While you and I are suffering, they continue to get paid for doing what? Nothing. They should be working from doing Zoom like we all have to do at home. You know, we have to have Zoom meetings at home with the office. Why can't the House of Representatives do that? Why can't the Senate do that? Why can't they continue to work? Why is Nancy Pelosi so against having the House of Representatives work for the American people? We voted you in. You're supposed to work for us. We need you right now during this time of crisis. And where are you? What's their focus? Their focus is corporate board diversity. Their focus is emissions. Their focus is art centers. Their focus isn't on helping the American people. As we see, their, their big focus right now, her and Adam Schiff, is of course to create another committee to investigate. So we can't just find proposals to help people, we need to pass more legislation to continue to investigate Trump and his response. I don't remember in 2009 that there was a commission for the swine flu to investigate the swine flu. If that would have been the fact, then maybe they would have found out that President Obama did not replace the 
N95 ventilators from our strategic supply, which has been reported time and time again in the news, but you're not going to see it on CNN or the Washington Post. You're, you're simply not going to see that. He was warned approximately four to five times to replenish that and never did. So for someone to say this country was woefully unprepared, we just have to look at the past administration and the fact that they did not procure the necessary supplies to restock. I mean, how hard is it to issue a purchase order to restock the National Reserve? Especially when somebody tells you four to five times. You know, we do see some good news from some Democrats. You know, California Governor Gavin Newsom has praised Trump's response, saying that Trump has been readily available to his state. He's helped his state in any way he can. Governor Cuomo from New York has also stated that Trump has been there for New York. He sent them everything they needed. He's very grateful for the hospital ship, for the ventilators. So we are seeing some good coming out of this. We're seeing some good back and forth between the Republican and Democratic parties. So why can't Nancy Pelosi get her house to work? Why can't these people be there working for us, working on this legislation that we need to keep this country moving forward? 15% unemployment people, that's huge considering we were at about 3.5% when this started. I mean, 16.8 million people are currently on unemployment. And it's just going to get worse and worse the longer we keep everything shut down. You know, I understand this to some aspects, but this economy needs to get going again. This country needs to get going again. People need to get out. Businesses need to start. Let's quarantine the people who are sick. I mean, a quarantine is where you separate the people who are sick, not the people who are healthy and the people who are sick. It's time to look at ending this, and I think we're looking, hopefully, May 1st. We can back off on this, and what do you hear from the left? Oh, it's too soon. It's too early. Let's look at the experts. I mean, Dr. Fazi, Fashi, Fazi, he's definitely on board with opening it. I have not heard anything negative come out of it. Of course, he wants to examine all the data at the time we decide to do it. I mean, these decisions aren't based on passion. They're going to be based on medical knowledge. Trump simply isn't going to go, okay, let's see, April 29th, we're going to open. Period. That's not how this is being decided. But I think we've crossed the threshold. Deaths are down. Of course, we're seeing new people infected because we're testing more people, so I don't know if there's any substance to that other than looking at the curve of the deaths going down. But it is time to do this. You know, it is time to, to get this country back, to stop violating people's rights. You know, the, on Friday, the Department of Justice announced that they were going to start investigating people, uh, states, state governors, for not allowing people freedom of religion. In Mississippi, uh, they had two Easter services where it was basically a drive-in. You sat in your car, and the state police showed up and told that they told everybody that they were going to ticket everybody unless they left. So now I can't practice my religion when I'm seated in my car. I'm six feet away from everybody. I'm in my car, but we can't do that. Kentucky also passed a ban on outdoor drive-in church services as well. 
you know, this time, you know, religion and people, people pray. I get why people want to go to church. I understand that there's a pandemic out there. I understand that we have to weigh that versus freedom of religion. But if we start violating rights and trampling on rights, what's to stop that from progressing? Like I said, it's to the point that the Department of Justice will be investigating these states and these decisions to prohibit people from practicing. I know my church here in Omaha went online and went to Zoom right away instead of staying open, and I know that's an option on the table. But for some people, it's not an option, and I get that. But if we start trampling on rights now, where is that going to end? What is next then? can't yeah, I mean we can't assemble right now either we're losing that right we can't peaceably assemble so I mean we really need to be careful about the fact that our rights are being trampled on we need to keep an open eye what's coming out of Washington we need to start holding people accountable because they represent us they don't represent the faction of their party they're supposed to be representing us and congratulations Democratic Party you decided that Joe Biden will be your man. I saw that Bernie Sanders has finally dropped out. Apparently, young people are all excited for free things, except when it comes to vote. I mean, we saw even prior to the coronavirus, the youth turnout was about 10% to vote. So congratulations, apathetic young people. You can't have everything free because you don't vote. So hopefully by the time the next election rolls around, Bernie Sanders will maybe be retired and we won't have to deal with his socialistic ideologies for this country. You know, maybe in four years he could actually do something for the American public that he hasn't done in the previous 30 years that he's been there. But I'm super excited for the Democrats candidate of Joe Biden. I mean, what a guy. He can't remember where he's at. He can't remember what we're going through. His, he's become basically a nobody throughout this whole coronavirus. I mean, we saw that he tried to set up a shadow government and act like he was president by giving daily briefings, but his briefings were filled with uh, teleprompter not working, incorrect facts, him coughing into his hand, him touching his face, everything you're not supposed to do. You know, him finally agreeing that the travel ban in China was good after he called President Trump xenophobic. Also, he came out with a plan that basically included everything the country's already doing already. So, congratulations, Joe Biden. And I think a big indicator on the lack of enthusiasm for this Democratic candidate is, where is the previous president, Obama? There's no endorsement from him. He promised he would endorse the Democratic presidential nominee. But where's that endorsement? Certainly not forthcoming. Haven't heard anything. He hasn't said anything. So is he really for Joe Biden? I don't know. I know the Clinton, the Clintons are pretty happy that Joe Biden is there and not Bernie Sanders. Uh, earlier this week, Hillary Clinton's staff was caught having a Zoom party for the fact that Bernie Sanders 
chance to become president was now dead. So it's very, very fitting, of course, since she had nothing but horrific things to say about Bernie Sanders, that, of course, her former campaign workers would have a party celebrating his demise. Because if you're not for us, you're against us. That's the Clinton motto. Either die by suicide or something like that happens. I don't know. The Clintons are just bad news. But it should be an interesting race. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there's going to be any debates. We'll see if there will be public voting. We'll just have to see how this all plays out. Will we be voting from home? I sure hope not. Because I would want my ID checked and I would want to know that I'm a registered citizen if I'm voting in this election. That's one of my rights of being a citizen is I can vote. But uh, the, the debate should be fairly entertaining if Joe Biden can actually remember where he is, what he stands for. You know, all I hope is that somebody questions Joe Biden on his record. I'm tired of hearing Joe Biden say that, oh, I worked on the Affordable Care Act. So Joe Biden's been a public servant for 30 years, and that's the only thing he can say he's done. That's pretty sad, people. That's very sad. So we're looking at somebody who's been in government all of his life and has done nothing as a representative of the Democratic Party. But I thought the Democrats were diverse and were looking for a new blood, and instead they have an old white guy who's a career politician representing them in this coming election. So congratulations on the diversity. Congratulations to all the woke people out there. Hopefully this is the candidate you wanted. Because all I see is another four years of Trump. I don't see Joe Biden being able to have a foot to stand on. So that's why I'm really hoping we have some debates. I would love to see the witty repartee that goes on between these two. As they're questioned about what he wants to do with this country. To see if he actually remembers what country he's in and what plans he really might have. So remember to stay safe, everybody. Remember to maintain your social distancing, but think about the, the rights that you're giving up. Think about your neighbor who's unemployed. Think about your neighbor whose business is suffering and failing. Think about your neighbor who's going to lose their house because they can't make their house payment. Let's focus on what's going on in this country and focus to find an end. All right. Thank you very much for joining me today on Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Remember, you can find me on Alexa, Apple, TuneIn, Spotify. Go to my Facebook, Joe's Common Sense. Give me some feedback. And have a happy Easter.